0: Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. From federal law enforcement to CEO, what's that transition look like? Stay with me and find out with today's guest, Lisa Marie Platsky. Hi, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio, founder of The Baca Journey, and mentor guide for those who are on the cusp of their next step, personally, professionally, spiritually. You want to know how to connect with the answers that await you when you go inside, because these are the answers that will guide and sustain you. Lisa Marie Platsky left her action-packed life as a federal law enforcement officer after 9-11, to become the CEO of the international leadership development company, Upside Thinking, Inc. An award-winning leadership expert, author of six books, certified master coach, and founder of Design Your Destiny Live, Lisa Marie delivers high-energy presentations using her seven-step leadership process centered on connection, positioning, and executive presence. Lisa Marie was recognized by the International Alliance of Women as one of the top 100 women making a difference in the world. Connected to God, Lisa Marie listens and lets him lead. The founder of Design Your Destiny Live, she lives in Alexandria, Virginia with her loving and supportive husband, Jim, and their two pet foxes. So you know, I, that's something I wouldn't mind hearing about. I'm really thrilled to have you here, Lisa Marie. We got to spend a weekend together a couple weeks back, and I just know our listeners are in for a really rare treat. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Thank you so much, Lori. It's a pleasure to be here. I just, you, you are such a delight and such a beautiful soul, so I, I trust that our conversation will be fun and engaging and exciting. <laughs> I bet it will be. You so, never know where things go, right?
0: Exactly. We're, we're going to see where the energy takes us because we're willing to follow.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, boy, you you really have had a journey, and you've had you know a, such a major transition. And I know you work with people around leadership and around transition and all of that. But first of all, I'm really. It's kind of stunned to when I think about the kind of journey you've been on and, and the way you've moved from one world into a completely different world. Can you say some things about that? I mean, where the heck did you come from and how did you get here?
1: <laughs> That's fabulous. Yes. And the, the curiosity around yeah, how do you end up in law enforcement and then uh, end up around consciousness? And leadership, like how, how does that how does that happen? So it's a, that's such a great question. And Lori, I I'll tell you, I don't even know that I uh, am am completely a hundred percent sure that I'm even even 100% aware of how it all happened in the sense that there's breadcrumbs that were dropped and I followed the breadcrumbs to end up where I am today. And with each twist and with each turn and with each noticing, you know, there was a door that opened and there was another window that was cracked and something else that allowed me to end up where I am. And so that, that really is, uh, that's, that's the, the honest. Honest to goodness, truth. Going it's into important,
0: isn't it, to realize yes. that
1: that we have to follow
0: those breadcrumbs. If we look back, we can see, oh, this connected to that and to that and to that.
1: But in the process of it, we don't know. That's it. That's it. When I look back, I say, wow, like that's pretty incredible. Even even the law enforcement piece. I did not grow up saying I want to be a law enforcement. Officer. You know, some people are kids and they say, you know, I want to do this and this is the thing. You know, for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to be a physical therapist. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a welder. I'm going to be, a, you know, it was all of these different things. And I think that the part for me with law enforcement, the, the, the element that's the same with what I do now is there was a piece of who I am and my story and my journey that wanted to save lives mm-hmm. you know, i i was was so enamored with Wonder Woman aka Linda Carter, <laughs> and was for sure that that was going to be somehow in my future <laughs> so um, so there was this element for me where the idea to transform lives through positive change in behavior to do something around like i say re- really transformation was such a part of my destiny and my calling and i and it stemmed from hard experiences in my life in in how i grew up and that translated into law enforcement and then um through a series of events translated out of law enforcement so so what is it that you do now, how do you
0: describe it? How do you describe what you do as the CEO of this leadership company in the way of transforming lives?
1: That's fabulous. Uh, that's, that's fabulous because that too also seemed so big and I don't know that I claimed it right away. You know, Laurie, it's like you, you say, wow, like that would be great to do someday mm-hmm. and for me that someday was you know someday off in the future and it were it was clients of mine that said you're doing that now like you 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 do that every day in the work that you do so so this journey for me in starting in in law enforcement and the idea of of uh you know of wanting to save lives, you know, started back when I was going through the uh, calling the police as a child to um, intervene for domestic violence incidents in my, in my home, in my, you know, in my family. And, and I say that leadership really saved my life in the sense that when I was working in law enforcement, the guys didn't love me and, and and who I was, my my long blonde hair and my red, white and blue fingernails and um you know <laughs> can and just see it. You can see it right, you know, and just all the things that you know perhaps you see on TV with one too many episodes of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and then further
0: back than that to the mod squad
1: oh yeah absolutely (laughs) you know and and that's and and then you know you get real life right which is different than that Mm -hmm. and and so when I realized I wasn't you know thriving in in the work that I was doing I attended a leadership training course and at the leadership training course they gave me a series of assessments which is I think why I'm so passionate about assessments in my work nowadays and using assessments with clients in understanding where they are to then create a plan to get to wherever it is that they're looking to go. Mm-hmm. And in this, in this space, the, the, where I was receiving feedback, it wasn't really a safe space. And so I got back an interpersonal skills assessment and Lori, the instructor, stood over me Uh, you know, kind of towered over me and, and announced to the class that I was a zero that I had scored a zero on this um, interpersonal skills assessment. Mm. She didn't stop there. She went on further and said, if Lisa invites you to do something and you show up, she doesn't really want you to be there. And if, uh, she invites you to do something, and you show up. She's secretly wishing you would have said no. And the rest of the, the, the class was quiet. Um, no one talked to me on lunch break or at the end of the day. And I remember it being a long walk to the car, and I cried back to my one-bedroom apartment in Bayonne, New Jersey, and just thought, "Wow, you know, this is this is my life." And through a series of decisions to further examine what all of that meant, it took me down a very long leadership journey. One where I recognized that the barriers that I built kept me very safe, but Mm -hmm. they also kept me from having a meaningful life. Yeah. And that part was the piece where with leadership, I learned to get curious. I learned to get curious about others. I learned to uh, not try so hard to get it right or perfect or prove that I had all the answers. I, I expanded my vocabulary. I tell people, you know, I learned, I don't know. Um, (laughs) so, So, which, which, which was, you know, very real and and this journey on connection and positioning and leadership is one that allowed me to be the fastest promoted officer and when you ask me about well where to being ceo in my business it was the exact same skill set that i needed to open my business in order to transform lives because no i couldn't do anything to help someone else if i, I did not figure out how to help myself in being a strong and valuable and vulnerable leader and that lesson while it came with while it wasn't like i say safe at the time to receive it and while it was painful it ended up being one of the the best gifts that i received in getting that that feedback and and receiving that note that i was a zero and so When I look at, you know, well, gee, how do I get to here, you know, getting to here involved all that was there. Because like you said, you know, we don't know where the breadcrumbs are going to take us Mm -hmm. if we pay attention to where we're being led. It's always this amazing, it it, it always ends up being, to me, more amazing than if I would have designed it myself. And so the transformation for people when they say, you know, gosh, what do they get from working with me in their business and their life? It's that as much as I do business coaching, I'm more interested in your life priorities working and you fitting your business into your life than the other way around. Because if I would have continued on the journey that I was on, you know, I certainly would have figured out and muscled through how to have a good career. But I had left myself out of my life, yeah. and
0: you were in an, the equation,
1: right? It, that's exactly right. It's so it's
0: so interesting to listen to you speak about that, Lisa Marie, because the feeling I have is that you were no matter what else was going on, there was some part of you that was willing to listen inside, that was willing to be guided, that was willing to be curious about, well, I'm interested in leadership. What's that about? How do I do that? And just that willingness to, you know, dip, dip your toe into the waters in the midst of, you know, all of the the way that you were living life at that moment took you then to the next step. It took you into this, you know, completely unsafe kind of situation of receiving this information, but you didn't let it take you down. You didn't let it, you didn't let it demolish you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and it could have, right. It could it have. It absolutely could have.
0: Yeah. You could have, you, you had a, you were really there at a crossroads uh, yeah. okay. in, in, how, in how you chose to be with that
1: yeah and there have been you know more than I can count crossroads in my life where that's that's it is it is are you willing to learn? are you willing to uh, perhaps have things get a little messy and are you willing to be in the place of deep transparency and being willing to get it wrong and then have forgiveness and I think forgiveness is the biggest lesson that uh, that, that I've gotten on the journey, mm-hmm. forgiving mm-hmm. myself for misgivings, forgiving others, you know, in the end, it's, it's, um, it's one of the biggest components to, to leadership in, in my, you know, in, in from my. Approach. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's also a really moving kind of thing when you think about forgiveness, because really I think we have to forgive ourselves moment to moment when we when we forget who we really are. You know, I see people often, you know, beating themselves up because, not just because they didn't do something right, that's one level, but then as they become more conscious, when they, as we all do, have those moments of unconsciousness, we say, ah, you know, why did I do that? How did I do that? I got into such judgment, such self-doubt, whatever that may look like. And then we have to be willing to say, like just a simple, oops, for a moment I forgot who I am and I forgive myself.
1: This is so true, because it's the lapse, right? Otherwise you're expecting perfection. <laughs> and that's just not possible. It's just it's just not. So so that momentary lapse, that that oops moment, if you will, in in remembering who, who we are, who we're called to be, and being willing to be a better version of ourselves moment to moment. Well, that that requires a lot of forgiveness and it requires a lot of Ah, self-love. Self-love. So is that part of, would
0: you say, what a conscious leader looks like? Someone who has that self-love?
1: Conscious leadership to me is that awakening, that awareness. Mm -hmm. And so being aware of how loving you are to yourself and others is one component of that absolutely because you can't you once again it's so difficult to give when your cup is empty it's it's impossible and so as a you know as a leader as someone who's completely awake and aware and willing that that's the the gift that you also give others Are there other aspects that you would include in that that picture of, of conscious leadership I, I, I believe you can't once again that element of forgiveness and you can 't be a conscious leader, leader without a degree of transparency yeah. you know, full transparency in in where whatever it is that is going on for you because as you mentioned earlier there's no way to get it 100% right mm-hmm. and yet i tell clients even if you don't get it 100% right because it's not possible because you're not because you're human there's no way to get it wrong other than not taking responsibility for your actions but when you're transparent and when something happens whether it's to yourself or to others that transparency that ties into the self love and the forgiveness it's 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 the full disclosure that this is who I am, and I find that there's so much peace that comes in that for people, including myself mm-hmm. there aren't layers to figure out there's just what is there's just it, it's it and and sometimes it's it's I screwed up, and sometimes it's you know wow, I you know I got that really really right and yay. And, and one is not better than the other. They're just different learnings. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get it wrong all the time. I'm not looking for that, you know, for deeper lessons. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I recognize that in, in getting it right, there's still only so much learning that comes there. So it's, it's that, you know it's that yin and yang it's that that balance and, and that level of transparency to, to be able to stand in wherever you are with with complete peace mm-hmm. is is awakeness is consciousness yeah
0: and so many of us have grown up I certainly did with with the feeling of I have to protect myself, and that shows up in so many different kinds of ways um, and you spoke about that you know to in the beginning of. I, you know, where it wasn't safe and how you had to uh, take care of yourself. And I remember early on not knowing even how to be transparent. I didn't know the language of that. I didn't know what that could even possibly look like because I, I, I only knew that I had to protect myself. And I knew how to use my, my intellect to present myself in a certain way but i didn't know how to go beyond that i didn't i didn't know how to trust presence within i didn't even know that there was such a feeling
1: of that and that's where the self love lived yeah yeah and you and i were sisters on that journey lori we are definitely sisters on that journey because you described that so eloquently like just so deliciously that there is a real tangible, tactile uh, understanding to transparency. And when your life involves safety and protection, there's this belief that the world outside myself is unsafe and I need to be protected from it. And so to be transparent, to be vulnerable is crazy. Like that's not even, even if you understood it intellectually, it doesn't make sense. Absolutely you know? not. <laughs> it just doesn't. And so when you say that, just like I say so beautifully, so exquisitely, it is, I, I, I just get this deep resonance, like this deep resonance in my soul, which is yes. And it's why the journey for me it was was much about figuring out how to move past the layers of protection it's like the the story of the the golden buddha at the monastery where you know the warring nations came through, and they had the golden Buddha, and they put sticks and leaves all over him so that they wouldn't rec- the the warring tribes wouldn't recognize that he was made of solid gold. And years passed, and monks moved in and out of the monastery, and no one remembered that the golden Buddha was made of solid gold. And you know, and when they finally realized it, you know, centuries later, and chipped away at it you know, all of this glory. And I feel that that's exactly what happens when there's the, when, when transparency isn't part of, of daily life or there isn't a teaching around it is that it's, it's, there's parts of us that are covered up that are this brilliant gold and, and, and gorgeousness and fabulousness and, and just might and wonder and awe and, when when there's the realization that it's okay to be transparent and that does not mean disclosing every single thing that you're going through at every moment in time that ability to really shine and have people see you Mm -hmm. and i i find that what's interesting for me from a physical standpoint is that the more transparent i get And the more vulnerable I get and the more I recognize that the world is a safe place with good and wonderful and beautiful people in it, the younger I get. And I know that sounds crazy. No, it it doesn't at all. It really is. It's like tapping into the fountain of youth. I look at photos of myself from 15 years ago and go, "That is just crazy," because it literally is like this facelift for the soul. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's it's incredible versus the carrying around the burden of the fear and the heaviness.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and we become, first of all, transparent and vulnerable to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That willingness to allow that there's so much more to us than we, than we thought, than we ever thought. And, and so I want to I kind of put another layer in there because... I'm so you're good you're <laughs> so good at that.
1: You're <laughs> so good at that.
0: Because as you're talking about that, that Golden Buddha... What, what it brings to mind for me is that, for me, that is us and it's that presence within. It, you talk about being connected to God and letting him lead. God, for me, is not external. You know, God is, a, is, is an internal, available to us in every moment presence. And in, in that it, it's a part of us. And we don't have to go searching for it, except inside. <coughs> And so that's, you know, becoming vulnerable or becoming, I guess a different way I could think of that is becoming in partnership with that which knows so much more about us than we allow ourselves to know, you know, to become in partnership with that golden Buddha.
1: Yeah. The co-creation with the divine. Isn't it exquisite? What comes is far greater than if we were to lead our own breadcrumbs and follow them. (laughs) Oh, I think I'd like these breadcrumbs over here. (laughs) You and I would be in very different places, Lori. Uh,
0: Oh, I've tried it. I've tried it for a lot of my life. And somehow I have to say, I have to acknowledge this that somehow even though I was trying to control it all (laughs) still, you know, I realized that there were gifts given and messages given and breadcrumbs laid for me that I was willing to follow as you you absolutely were.
1: Yeah. And I love that because I've done that whole like muscling through and like, I'm going to do it. And, and yet if I look There's still are those signs. I remember one time in my life where I was really, it was a hard time. I'd lost my grandfather. I'd really felt like just a lot of things were closing in on me. And years later, when I looked back, I used to go to mass and sit in the same place at the same, you know, just, and there was this woman who sat next to me. And what's so funny, like, this is like really crazy, but, Years later, I remember looking back and I still stay in touch with this woman and she had like, in my mind years later, she had these like angel wings, like not when I was physically there, but, but the looking back on the memory and I was like, oh my gosh, Uh like it was a gift. And this person was a gift. And this Circumstance was a gift, and all of these things were there, and I just was so stuck in the mire that I didn't see it. And yet, the breadcrumbs were there for me; the the mm-hmm. things to sustain me were there. And when I choose to look, and when I choose to actually listen, it's a lot easier. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot easier, isn't it? <laughs> it you know, it's so
0: funny because we think, well, of course I'm going to listen. Of course I'm going to follow. Oh, we have right. a strong personal will that by golly, well, yeah, I don't think I like that. So I'm not going to do that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I were talking about that with a decision that both you and I have made. That's been similar that, you know, around, around something that we're doing in our, in our, you know, for our professional lives that will affect our personal lives. And, and what's, what I think is fascinating is we both got a clear no at first and then it was like, a clear no from the intellectual side and exactly. then from the deeper knowing from the soul speaking it was yes and it was you know and then you're in dialogue with what are you kidding me and the willingness to once again follow where you're being led from that internal place so that you really are in the co-creation of the divine you know that which is in within you and i believe there's external too i believe it's a both and mm-hmm. and that's sure. it and and the beings that are around us, much like yourself, are, are, are put into our lives to uh, help with the next steps on the journey, to clarify, to uh, just give us the, the wisdom that we need. Ha! Wisdom talk! <laughs> Look ah, at that. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Hence> the name. <laughs> and,
0: and so it's that, though, that
1: hmm,
0: when we're willing to listen and willing to, to follow, I think we get taken, I know we get taken to our next step, but it, it sometimes takes somebody outside of us to just point out where the door is that we have to open. You know, or show us where, um, oh yeah, I've been walking for miles and miles and I'm exhausted. Let me take the backpack off. Let me you know, help kind of carry you into the next step. Let me take your sword, because you've been carrying it for so long.
1: I think you have to choose those people, though. Yes. They're there. You still have to make the choice. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that in my life has, there have been times when I've noticed where that's been an easy choice for me, Mm -hmm. and it's been a yes, and there's been times where it was like, no, no, I'm good. I can, I got this. Uh, and then there have been times where it's been like, I absolutely can use the help. And so there's there's been a, for, for me, recognizing that sometimes it wasn't that there weren't people there to lighten the load. It's that I was so convinced that I had to do it myself that maybe there was more value to the suffering <laughs> that, <laughs> that yeah. I blocked the blessing. Right,
0: right. But when we, when we finally realize that there are opportunities, I think that's a really freeing kind of moment. Yes. We don't have to do it all ourselves. Because you and I are very similar, I suspect, in that way of having come out of that, no, 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 I have to do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's more, I can learn more than. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be stronger for it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's why I appreciate having people like you in my, in my world who actually get that and can say, no, 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 it's, it's really okay. So I'm val- hugely valuable yeah. and a great reminder, a great reminder.
0: So is there something that you feel like you would le- like to share with our listeners as a, hmm, here's what you can, here's something you can use on your own evolutionary path?
1: That's a great question. What a great question. The piece for me to leave that I would love to leave was, has tied into a huge lesson that I I learned last year. I, uh, the beginning of the year was hard and what i recognized for myself is that i was doing a lot of fixing things externally Mm -hmm. handling the tactical and even for my journey for wanting to be better for my clients for my colleagues for my family for my friends You can't be effective if you put new wine in old wineskins. And the evolution of me as a human being each and every day is more valuable than me learning more tactical things to apply and do. And when I got that last year, it took me on a journey to really be in the space of working on me every day instead of all of the systems and processes, which are important, the bigger piece of me and looking at the areas where, sure, I've evolved and there's still more
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's what, that willingness to be fully awake and alive and conscious allows you to look and be willing to see that which are uh, shortcomings as well as successes. And so for me, I, I recognized at one point it was hard. It was very hard in the beginning of the year. I had several disappointments that felt like failures and felt like the end of the world. And what ended up happening at the end of the year was miraculous. And the only thing that I can say is that the reason why it was so miraculous is because I was willing to um, become new wineskins. Mm. Yeah. Ah,
0: that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful, Lisa Marie. So. Yeah. And in becoming that new wineskin, you get younger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that too. (laughs) Yeah. But I really feel you. I feel the the substance of that and the substance of you in that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. It didn't feel good going through it. It's nice to be on the other end. Mm -hmm. And... And the lessons are very, very, they're, they're not ones that will be forgotten anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. And those are the lessons that,
0: for me, they're the holy grail yeah. know, that, we, that we get to. And then we say, okay, now how are we to share this with the world at large, with my community, with whoever is, is in need of this? That's, yeah. you know, that's the more that we get to at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Well, Lisa Marie, would you let people know how to
1: be in touch with you? Absolutely. I love friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so my website is upsidethinking.com, which would be U-P-S-I-D-E and the word thinking, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G.com. And there is a, a way to connect with me on that upside site. And then of course I'm on Facebook, incredibly active on LinkedIn and love, love, love uh, deepening connections. So yes.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. To find me. Thank you. Yes. Yes. People come find Lisa Marie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you again for being with us today. Lisa Marie Platsky. It's been a, just a delight. Yeah. To thank you
1: thank you thank you lori i just you have such a special place in my heart and this has been a, just a wonderful journey thank, thank you
0: you're welcome
1: and thanks to our listeners for being with us today at
0: wisdom talk radio join us here regularly for more wisdom discovery and illumination of your journey and remember you can find us on itunes you can leave us a review there You can also find us on Podbean, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, and more. For even more illumination and inspiration for your journey, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at TheBacaJourney.com. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, Our website is WisdomTalkRadio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.